That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks. Never a dull moment in Notre Dame land. Welcome into a Tyler Buckner has entered the transfer portal with a very interesting caveat addition to the always Irish show. Thanks for being here. Happy to have you here. Obviously, you can find the program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps me as well. Notifications on. You know why. That way you're alerted every time a new episode drops. You don't want to miss it. Twitter. Search bar. Always Irish. Rat. Always Irish. Emails. Always Irish. Handy at gmail.com. Audio only. Anywhere you want this show. You can find this show. Put it in your ear hole. Colon line. 312-988-15. You tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. And there's a lot to talk about. Fighting Irish Wire. You type it in the interwebs and then information about Notre Dame comes out that I and other people write. It's magic. Check it out. So, never a dull moment. I always say, I don't always love what's going on in Notre Dame land, but it's never boring. I can never claim that it's boring being a Notre Dame fan. There's always something. So, after all the quarterback discussions we've had lately, uh, what's the competition like? Is it a real competition? Or are they just saying it to keep him around? He looks great behind the scenes. He looked better than Artman all, all camp until the game where everybody saw that it didn't look that way. All of it. All of it. After all of that, Tyler Buckner has announced that he plans to enter the portal with the caveat that he's apparently open to returning to Notre Dame if there is not a great fit. That is a very interesting part of this. We're going to get to that specifically in a second because it's very interesting. First, what do we make of this development? Number one is, this proves to me the dynamic is exactly what I thought it was. And I don't understand why people were pushing back on me so hard for this when it was pretty obvious. Words are words, actions are actions, you guys. And I'm not just talking about pushback before blue and gold. Even before blue and gold, I was saying, I got a feeling they know what they want to do, but they're calling this competition because it's the right thing to do, but they know the way this is going. That was before blue and gold. Then I could understand people saying, but there's conflicting information of what we're hearing at practice and all this and whatever. I could kind of understand that. But even after blue and gold, I had people tell me it's not over yet. I don't know what you're looking at then. I, I just don't, I don't know. You were misled and fell for it somewhere, especially the people pushing back on me after blue and gold. Sam, what do you mean? They were saying they're not naming a starter. It's still in you. You guys, I, I'm shocked so many smart Notre Dame people fell for that. Like, like, let your eyes tell you, not Notre Dame's PR. Let your eyes tell you. So this kind of suggests the dynamic, especially after Blue and Gold, no matter what they said, Everybody knew the writing on the wall where this was going. So it gives me some comfort that my gut intuition on all this was kind of in the right area. 
even after blue and gold. I, I couldn't believe people were telling me it's not over. I couldn't believe that, that you're not paying attention. So that's number one. The dynamic's exactly what most people thought it would be. Number two, this shouldn't be surprising to anybody at all. This was talked about nationally as a possibility since before Artman even committed to come to Notre Dame, when his name was even talked about, that's the next thing that was brought up. So this should not be surprising to anybody, I don't think. It's not surprising to me. It was just a matter of if it was going to happen or not, but it wasn't going to surprise me. This was on the table. The second Hartman to Notre Dame had smoke, this was on the table, and everybody should have known it and expected it and knew it's just a part of this development phase that the program's in, okay? Now, it might just turn out to be the same thing I started saying about Tommy Boy. Sometimes it's best for some of these guys to get out of the shadow of the dome, especially when it's up and down and rocky and it's not the smooth sailing, okay? And so the romantic Notre Dame story and all that, it's just not going to work out that way for everyone. This guy has had bad luck and bad timing and then more bad luck and then more bad timing. That's been his life since like towards the end of high school all the way up till this moment. Injuries and then you're healthy and you're behind the statue that was Cone and, and then you're hurt again and then you're healthy and then Hartman comes in here doing circus tricks in the blue and gold game. And now we're here. I get that we all want that romantic Notre Dame store. It just, it's not in the cards for everybody. It's just impossible for that to be. So maybe it's a scenario where it's like Tommy, where you could spread your wings outside of the shadow of the dome. And I get the loyalty to Buckner. He's been a, a longtime Notre Dame guy. We've been excited about him. We wanted to support him. He's ultra respectful, a nice kid, tries hard, gives you everything he has. There's no complaints about any of that. Okay, so maybe it'd just be better for him to get out of the shadow of the dome. Number three, I man, Buckner would be really exciting in some niche type offense where they don't have like great support on the outside and the O-line's kind of thin and he could be the focal point and let him run all sorts of RPO, keep it, run around, backyard football, let him be the focal point. Like maybe there's a team that wants him to run that. And do that. And he's the man and it all comes off him. And they're structured for it to be that way. That would be exciting for him. It's just a matter of finding the right spot. Number four, the most interesting part of this by far is him saying he'd be open to returning if there's not a good fit in the portal. That is so interesting. That's tricky. That's like, hey, I'm dating you, but I'm going to go on an online dating app to see what's out there. And if there's nobody hotter than you that likes me, then I guess I'll stay with you. But I'm going to go look. I'm going to go look. And not only am I going to go look, I'm telling you I'm looking. It's one thing if you just go download the app and look, but I'm telling her I'm looking. And if I don't find anybody better that wants me more, I'll stick around and stay here and see how it goes. Right? Now, will the teammates at Notre Dame be open to that? If Buckner says he's looking, takes whatever amount of time to look, 
doesn't love anything or they don't love him. And then he, he comes back. Listen, if, if some of the power five team wants Drew Pine, no offense. There's a spot for Buckner somewhere in the country. Let me put it that way. Look at it that way. But would the Notre Dame teammates be open to that? Him doing that and then coming back. Does that change the dynamic of like, are you all with us or all against us? Or, or do those guys get it and feel bad for him and know these dynamics have been up against him and bad luck, all this stuff. And, and they're not going to hold it against him for going that way. And it's just like, do what's best for you. But we love Tyler. Either way, we'll be fine. I don't know how that works. College football is changing a lot. I think it used to be you're with us or against us. Get out of here. And now I think these guys are a lot more open to the business side of it and understanding their teammates got to do what they got to do uh, to get cash, get playing time, get NFL status, whatever it is. Right. So that's the interesting part. That dynamic is so weird. Like like that whole flirtation and come back, how that's received, I don't have the answer to. Here's number five, though, and this might be the biggest, most important point of all this as we sit today. If Tyler Buckner does leave and finds another landing spot, you better keep Sam Hartman upright and in one piece all year next year or it's Angeli time, and it may as well be angel time because it's going to take a miracle for that not to be a disaster. So if he leaves, you better keep Hartman upright or you're going to end up in a rough dynamic like you were last year. You just need to get, if you're Notre Dame, you got to get through this transition and then you feel better with Minchie Carr, young, a lot of years. So this has to be navigated right. And if it goes down like this, Hartman's got to be, that jersey's got to be clean all year. Because you can't afford him to go down and then not have Buckner as the backup. Okay? So that's the tricky part for Notre Dame. But this is all very interesting indeed. And I just want what's best for Tyler. What a great kid, loyal to Notre Dame. He does every single thing you could ask except for be elite and be healthy. Everything else the guy does, respectful, nice, like good student, like well, a great advocate for the university, all of that. The only two things I need from him, I don't have are stay in one piece and be really elite, man. Uh, and, and this is just rough. It's rough. But I don't think this should surprise anybody. And it kind of shows especially post blue and gold, no matter what anybody told you, the writing was on the wall here. Don't let anybody tell you anything else. Okay. Actions are actions. Words are words. And, and that's a big lesson on all of this. So we're going to have to see how this goes. I want him to do what's best for him. But if he does leave, the importance on keeping Artman upright increased tenfold without Buckner coming in, which would be a really solid backup. So we're just going to have to see how it goes. The call-in show is going to be popping the rest of this week. Never a dull moment in Notre Dame land, folks. I'll talk to you.